That company in China that makes iPhones, Foxconn. Some people know who that is. Some people don't know who that is. They're going to replace 60,000 factory workers with robots. One factory has reduced employee strength from 110,000 to 50,000 people thanks to the introduction of robots, a government official told the South China Morning Post. We're applying robotics, engineering, and other innovative manufacturing technologies to replace repetitive tasks previously done by employees and through training also enable our employees to focus on higher value-added elements in the manufacturing process. We will continue to harness automation and manpower in our manufacturing operations, and we expect to maintain our significant workforce in China. Yesterday we did the McDonald's thing. McDonald's is having a robot. And then there's actually, they look like people. It's actually sort of interesting. But this is a, the thing we're not admitting to ourselves here, and I, it'll hit here too in central Illinois in some way, and I th- I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's sort of backwards as far as, I don't know if development is the right term. But we as a society are going to have to face this reality. We have to move forward and eventually embrace this, figure out that robots are going to replace a lot of jobs. That's just the reality. The only way to stop that would be to stop freedom by saying, you can't replace people with robots. You can't do that. And then what's the point of that? What does that do? Stifles creativity. I've tried to start so many businesses in my life. I've thought about so many businesses. I love businesses. I love thinking about different people's businesses. And it's, it's amazing how many licenses there are out there for different things. One of the things I've always wanted to do, and I, I think it's just, I think it's the coolest idea, and I think it would really help everybody, no matter where it is that uh, you live, what it is you do is having a kind of a, having a, um, I don't know how to describe it. You should, a fraction, fractional interest in homes. So if you want to rent a house for whatever money, whatever it is, you put a tiny amount in, you know, a $200,000 house, 200 people put in $1,000. So then you have a share in a house. The only problem with that is marketing that. Now, I'm a real estate broker, so I've got that side covered. But then you have to worry about having possibly being an SEC, like selling a share in Apple is considered the same thing. It's just, we have to readjust. The only thing that's been gotten in the way of a lot of these advancements, something like that would really could really save the housing market, it would open up a whole lot of people, but hey, I'll put a thousand dollars in on that. Hey, why not I'll put two? And, and that's the government has decided for whatever reason. And I don't know if they would go after a person doing that, but you'd find out in federal court and you could be in jail actually. So since I don't want to find myself in a federal jail, I'm not going to give that a try. Although I bet somebody tries it. I would have never thought Uber would be able to do what they do either and do so in the face of government. But we, the, the reality is these things are going, these things are going to move forward unless government prevents them. And there are a lot of things government's preventing. But what I think is interesting about central Illinois is not too long ago. And I don't know the, the year. I mean, people did everything by hand out here, you know, farming, doing out here things by hand. My family farmed. My grandfather was born on a farm. 
His father was born on a farm. His father was born on a farm. His father was born on a farm. And they didn't have Nord outdoor power to go and get farm equipment from. They had to do things by hand. And clinging on to this world without robots and these $10 an hour jobs or whatever, it's kind of like clinging on to a big pair of scissors running around in a field. People got through. People found their way to do something else. People had to fix these machines. People had to sell these machines. It opened up other doors, other avenues. And that's what we'll have to do. That's leadership. See, and in government, with a partnership with government, talking about City of Bloomington, for example, running around, hey, let's get some bike paths so people can get in shape. That's a good idea. I mean, okay, I guess that's a good idea, but is that our priority? Our priority is a government should be getting the climate ready for this transformation that goes from manual labor to robot stuff. Because they're going to do it anyway. So why not position people so they can be more successful? Opening up more jobs, opening up more opportunities to do different things for people through deregulation. Like, for example, going into the SEC. Securities Exchange Commission saying, you know, we're not going to, you want to put, you want to sell things, you want to sell shares of something, go right in here and knock yourself out. You don't need to hire some accounting firm and spend $250,000 on a 40-page briefing and file it with our office and then have an independent accounting firm come in and audit that. And it's, it's ridiculous, the kind of things that go on to stop movement forward, to protect businesses that already exist. I think it'll be just fine. A lot of people see this in the whole bailouts of the banks that they don't like. People don't like the bailout. It's the same thing as that. Just because Citibank has money doesn't mean they're entitled to keep that money. Doesn't mean they're entitled to make bad business decisions just because they have a business. They hold other people back, primarily smaller businesses that really want to do things. And you hear all these stories, a subway guy and... Somebody said it recently, I don't even remember. I could never start my business today if it were, you know, if things were like they are now. And it's not because society's changed and we listen to rap music, or it's because the regulations are so out of control. And I'm not even talking about not letting a guy in the women's bathroom and then you find yourself with a viola- violation from the federal government, Department of Justice. Can you imagine? But the robot thing is going to happen. It's the job of government to try to then free up other areas where people can move in and work and do other things. And I guess I'm just afraid that the way the system's set up right now is that the government solution, the big government solution, is to take those people who've been displaced by robots and then, oh, well, we'll we'll just pay you to do nothing. There's a... There's a big, tall building over there. I want you to live in there for free, and we'll just pay you, I don't know, $500 a week, and good luck to you. Maybe you ought to go to school, and we'll pay for that, too. That's not sustainable. So while we have our sustainable wind energy that is not sustainable either, and we have our sustainable solar power, we have a goal system that's not sustainable, literally. I mean, how funny is that? We're mortgaging everything in the future. We're putting everything on a credit card. We're creating sustainable energy with debt, with government debt, relying on the public to once again bail out a failed government. And one of these days, it's going to be too much to do. It's going to be too much. You know, I always looked at my grandfather as a person who was uh, 
who's a strong, strong guy in my mind. He was a big guy. I don't think he was that much taller than me. And he's Southern Illinois and had that accent that a lot of people around here sort of have kind of a twang, a little, a little deeper. I think I don't know where he got that from, but he was always a powerful person in my mind. Very opinionated. I remember when he came home and uh, turned Rush Limbaugh on. So it must have been the late 80s. And he was a Democrat. And he loved that show. And that show was on the radio all the time. And he'd cut things out of the newspaper. Maybe you have a relative like this when you were younger. If you're over the age of 40. He'd cut these these, comics out of the newspaper. He'd write little things in there. (laughs) This is like Reagan or something. He liked to make fun of Reagan. But he think he really liked Reagan. But he was a union guy because he worked in Nabisco in a plant. But as he got older and he, he was starting to get uh, sicker, I guess. I mean, he, I, I think he had cancer a long time ago. But he never said so, but he hated smoking cigarettes and he used to do it. And he eventually, every, I, he, I think he refused treatment. I think he just had all these different cancers. He just took over his whole body and he died. And it sounds like, you know, to do that. I think he had it earlier. And as I, I remember coming back and I just joined the army and I was in my basic training, whatever stuff. Oh, I was in the top of me. You know, I was 165 pounds and I could run you know, two miles in 12 minutes. And I noticed for the first time I could, he couldn't keep up. I, and it was just such a strange concept to me, 23 years old. And I'm just, wow, this guy, I mean, he was always so powerful, so able to just have any answer to anything in my mind. And that's like us. Government can keep doing that, and that's fine. Government can keep expecting people to bail out government, and they can see, but build bike paths. Oh, people people will make the money to pay for the bike paths. Don't worry about that. People, can make, people will make the money to bail us out as government. We're bailing government out. We subsidize government. And they can restrict our access to jobs and restrict our access to growing our business and take the guns out of our hands and decide that we're going to go running and biking and all this other stuff, and that's fine. But one of these days, we're going to wake up. And the American people will be defeated by the American government if we allow it. The American government has the ability to take out the American people unless we do something to fight back. Now, lucky for us, all we have to do at this time to fight back is to go and vote. (laughs) 